Okay, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 138 of the One Before I Die podcast. Today will be a little bit of a different episode as um, I'm actually going to be riding solo here. Ethan not able to make it to the to the epi tonight. Um, you know, it's it's summer, summer months and you know, we're a little bit busier. So that's first and foremost, you know, I know we didn't record last week and then we had the episode before last week and then before that we didn't have one. We've been kind of on and off. So this week I wanted to make sure and, and get on to record an episode even though Ethan couldn't be here with us. Um, he just got back from a wedding. It's also his fiance's birthday. So, you know, you know, it's kind of a tough sell to go record a podcast episode when it's his fiance's birthday. So, you know, I'll let him off the hook on that one. But I want to get on here and still record an episode um, just because, like I said, we haven't been on here as much. And um, I know some stuff has gone down with the Bills and Sabres, you know, not too much, but um, still like to get on here every week just to talk and, and keep it consistent. So back again, episode 138 of the One Before I Die podcast. Again, your boy will be riding solo here on this episode. Um, first, before we get into the topics and what I'll be kind of talking about, I do want to say thank you to everybody who ended up buying uh, any sort of One Before I Die podcast merchandise, whether it was a shirt, a uh, mug, a, a pint glass. I know a bunch of my buddies, they bought mugs, they bought shirts, and I really appreciate that. So shout out to those guys. They sent me pictures of their stuff coming in. Um, I'm glad that it came in in a, you know, a timely fashion, and it looks pretty good. You know, I, I got a shirt myself, and I'm satisfied with it. So thank you to everybody who did buy in that two-week period. Um, all of those proceeds will be donated to the buffalotogetherfund.org, as we talked about the past couple of weeks. Um, so we're super excited for for that. We're super excited that we could help out in any way possible. Um and, you know, again, thank you to everybody who did buy that merchandise um, that, you know, means a lot to us. And we're happy to kind of donate all that money and, and pay it forward here. Um, you know, with that being said, the merchandise will still be available on BIBfanshop.com. So, you know, if you still want to get a shirt, you still want to get some type of something, it will still be available. Um, so head on over there if you want something, uh, you know, same spot bibfanshop.com go get yourself a shirt pint glass mug whatever it is and again thank you to everybody who bought something and um, sent me a picture of them using their mug and everything it's really cool to see that um, so thank you um, also before I, I get in here and you know I already said that but you know before I get in here again to the actual episode um, as I said the summer months are rolling on so it is a lot you know quieter on Sabres Bills front as you guys as you know fans of these teams listening to this podcast right now know that you know in the summer the football season and hockey season isn't going on I mean Stanley Cup is going on but the Sabres were you know pretty far away from that um if I do say so myself but so yeah it's a lot quieter in the summer so if you do have any topic suggestions for you know things you want us to talk about I know that one thing Ethan and I like to do um when it gets a little bit quieter is do you know sort of a snake draft as we did uh what was it two weeks ago on our last episode we did the the snake draft of who do who would you want to go uh, and golf with in a foursome, uh, a Bills player, a Sabres player, and then just a Buffalo sports figure. And we did a little snake draft on that. We've done that in the past. We've done different types of snake drafts. Um, so that's just one thing that comes up. And if you guys maybe have a topic on a snake draft you'd like to see us do, you know, shoot us over on the DMs, tweet at us, whatever it is, you know, let us know. And we'll be happy to kind of make that into a topic or a snake draft or something. It's really fun for us to do. It's a way to get, you know, maybe you guys involved that are listening and you want us to talk about something or, um, you know, have a different spin on it in some different way. We're definitely like open to, you know, different suggestions. So 
Again, the summer months are a little bit slower for the content in terms of Bills and Sabres, but we're going to keep uh, pumping out the episode. So the more ideas that we have, the more we can put it out, and I think the better it'll be overall. Um, so yeah, that's just an idea, but uh, it is definitely a little bit slower here, and I know that training camp is kind of coming around the corner for football, so that'll start picking up a little bit. And it, it comes a lot you know, quicker than maybe we think, you know, some are just getting going, but, you know, I feel like training camp does kind of roll around a lot quicker in terms of the NFL than we would really think. So that will be coming around the corner, but until then, you know, let us know different topics and stuff you want us to talk about. Cause we're definitely open to um, anything. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of a little, a little bit of an intro here. Um, I just wanted to give an update of where everything was at, uh, you know, still coming back and, and pumping these out week to week and excited to keep doing it excited to get into the next football season rolling to hockey season Ethan and I have both expressed our excitement for obviously the Bills have been you know a great team to follow over the past years and then of course the Sabres we've been pumping their tires as well uh, because of the end of the last season here uh, for them so super excited to keep it going but anyway without further ado let's get into this episode and uh, like I did say at the beginning of the episode, a few things did happen. I know it is a little bit slower, as I've been saying, but a few things did happen in terms of announcements on the Bills and Sabres fronts. Um, I'll start with Bills and going to Sabres, but Tavon Austin uh, got signed by the Bills. Maybe a name that you've heard of before, maybe not, but he did get signed by the Bills. The Bills are starting their, I guess, mandatory mini camp. I think is what it is. It's a little bit different than like training camp, which will be held at St. John Fisher College this year. Um, but I've been kind of seeing tweets fly from Schefter about mini camps and, the, and different teams announcement. Like I saw something today, I think, where Terry McLaurin's still holding out. He's not going to their mandatory mini camp because he wants a contract extension. Um, so the Bills did start there. And I guess the one thing that I'll talk about there is Jordan Poyer. He is going to be in attendance, which I think is kind of a, a little bit of a topic in terms of Bills fans wondering where his head was at with everything. And obviously over the past few months of the offseason, he was very vocal about wanting an extension. Um, but I think it was announced that he will be there. And then on the Sabres front, a couple things here. They did make a trade. So as we know, the Sabres are super, you know, towards the floor on the cap here. Um, they are paying their guys. Most of the guys on their team aren't even making, you know, a million dollars. They need to basically get to the cap floor somehow. So they made a trade to do that. I'll be talking about that a little bit. And then I think the biggest news out of Bills and Sabres that came out this past week was Ryan Miller. His jersey number will be retired for the Buffalo Sabres, which I think personally is an awesome, awesome decision. Um, Miller was an absolute legend in Buffalo, and and I'll get into that, I guess, as we as we move on with the episode. So I'll start with the Bills, moving to the Sabres stuff, and then we'll kind of wrap this one up. Shouldn't be too long of an episode, but um, nonetheless, wanted to get in here and, and record again. So first, uh, first thing, as I said, on the Bills front, Tavon Austin signed by the Bills and 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 I mean, to be honest, this isn't gonna be a long discussion by me. You know, it's a name that if you're, you know, my age, maybe older, um, maybe even a little bit younger, I don't know. You, you know, you're gonna know the name. I think back in the day, Tavon Austin was kind of a household name, at least growing up when I was in high school, maybe even in college, kinda. Um, and maybe not as much in college, but definitely like you know, eight, six, eight years ago. I mean, this guy was a pretty good player for the Rams. Uh, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the St. Louis Rams is where he kind of made his heyday. Um, and then he played, you know, for them when they moved to LA as well for, for a couple of years as I'm looking at his page online right now. 
I mean, he was a good little player. He was like kind of a scat back, um, not scat back, but a, like a utility, like an Isaiah McKenzie type guy, super fast. Uh, I think he returned punts and kicks. Um, and he was kind of a household name. He was definitely an electric player. To be honest with you, I didn't even know he was in the league anymore. So, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like, yeah, back in the day, this guy was pretty good. But when I saw they signed him, I mean, I didn't really have an opinion. And I know like, you know, some Bills fans probably were super hype about it. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know what the general consensus was on this signing. To me, it was just like, oh, okay, cool. We have, you know, Tavon Austin, who, you know, was once pretty good in the league. And, you know, now I didn't even know he was really in the league anymore, if I'm going to be completely honest. But, um, you know, I'll be shocked if he really gets many snaps on offense. So to me, it was a, you know, it was a cool signing. I'm not going to, it's not going to blow your socks off. It's not going to, it's not a Von Miller type signing, obviously not even close, but it's just something I wanted to bring up because it did happen. I don't know if you guys have different thoughts on it. You know, if we're, if, if you were, you know, super excited about this one, I don't really know how you could be because like I said, this guy, you know, hasn't really done much over the past couple of years. I'm looking here. He played last year in Jacksonville, the year before that in Green Bay, uh, a couple of years in Dallas where I think he was all right. But um, overall, you know, he's he's more of an older guy. He's, th- he's going to be 32 years old this year. And I think it's safe to say that his prime is pretty much past him. So um, I guess maybe, you know, if McKenzie goes down or, you know, he's, he's definitely a guy that can slot in, learn the offense and, and have an impact, but I just don't really expect him to have many snaps on offense. I know that, you know, with all that being said, I know that he personally, Tavon Austin, I saw some stuff on Twitter when he was signed with the Bills, and um, I think even himself said how he, like, felt like he was forgotten and that, you know, he, he still has a step left in him. I think he kind of has a chip on his shoulder, which, I mean, you always love to hear with a guy coming into your team ready to kind of just rip and roll around and it sounds like he has some type of chip on his shoulder saying that t- people forgot all about Tavon Austin. Um, I think he's right. I did forget about Tavon Austin, but nonetheless, he's a Bill now, and I guess we'll see how that works out this year. Hey, maybe he even goes back and returns some kicks and punts for us. I know we had some trouble over there for the past few years after Andre Roberts left as well, so maybe he can rejuvenate us in uh, in the special teams game and uh, find maybe a second win in the back end of his career, but Tavon Austin is a Bill now. Um, last thing here on the Bills, as I did mention, their mini camp is starting. Jordan Poyer is going to be in attendance for the mini camp. So to me, this isn't even surprising. And I don't know how really big of news this is in terms of Bills fans expecting this, or, you know, I don't know if a lot of Bills fans were maybe expecting him to hold out, or I don't know. To me, him, him, this was expected to me. I, you know, I, I like Jordan Poyer. He, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy to hold out, even though, you know, maybe a lot of people would argue that he deserves that contract extension, that big payday, which, you know, it's hard to argue against after the couple of years he's had as a bill the past few seasons. Um, but when I saw that he was going, I was like, yeah, I mean, that seems like the type of guy he is. He's going to go out there, work his bag off, and he's going to earn his payday that he deserves already. Um, but it, it is good to see. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, if, it, if the, the news would be way, way bigger, right, if it was like Jordan Poyer is holding out, like Terry McLaurin is holding out for Washington, that would obviously be way, way bigger news um, to see that he is going to be at the mandatory camp. It's, good, it's a good sign, and, and it just shows that he's going to be there. He's going to work with Micah Hyde like he does every year, year in, year out. That safety do with the best in the league. And he's gonna um, and he's gonna perform. So it's almost like a non-story because he is going there. Um, I know there was question marks, but like to me, it's not a shocking piece of news that broke that he's gonna be at minicamp. I mean, he's expected to be there. Um, he's been in. You know, it's come out that he's been in talks with the Bills front office. Like his agents in the Bills front office have been in talks about um, 
you know, what's the plan for the future? Like they're probably telling him like, look, we want to get you paid, right? They, they probably have this mutual respect for each other. They understand what he's done for the team, but they're kind of in a, in a situation here right now where they just extended digs. They just paid Von Miller a ton of money. Um, they're trying to figure little things out and they're probably communicating that openly to Poyer if I had to guess. Obviously, I'm not in the inside. I don't know what the hell is actually going on, but from a fan looking in at this Bills organization over the past couple of years, it seems like it's a pretty good culture, uh, you know, from Bean down to McDermott. It seems like there's some open communication going on about Poyer and what he wants to do. So to me, I'm not surprised one iota that he is showing up at camp. He wants to win. Like at the end of the day, Jordan Poyer knows that He's on the Buffalo Bills right now, who are a top three team, if not the best team in the league going in. And that's coming from obviously a Bills fan who might be biased, but I'm a pretty, you know, over the past few years, I've been pretty realistic, I think, and pessimistic and try to err on a side that maybe isn't as biased. Like, it's just the fact of the matter right now is that the Bills are one of the best teams in the league. And Poyer knows that. So Poyer's going to want to play on this team. He it maybe would have been different if he's playing for the Jets or some other team where he knows that it's not going to really go his way and he's going to hold out to get maybe some more money. But he wants to be here. He wants to be practicing. He wants to be working hard side by side with his teammates because he knows that this team has a chance to go far. And it's really, to me, a non-story that he's showing up to camp. Now, again, it would be a pretty big story if he was like, I'm not showing up to mandatory camp. I think that would be maybe ruffle some feathers a little bit, maybe be a little bit more of a bigger deal. Um but that's just not the case, so I'm not going to sit here and talk about it because that's just not what's happening. Uh, so Poyer is showing up to camp. The Bills are about to be rolling this year. I'm super excited. Uh, actually, you know, I think Ethan and I have talked about this on the podcast maybe a couple of weeks ago or so about going to the the Bills Titans home opening game. Um, it is official now. We got tickets to that, so super excited to to go to that home opener as well. Should be electric. But yeah, Poyer at camp, not surprising to me. Love to see it. The boys are going to be rolling this year. Um, so that's the that's the Bills news. I don't think there was anything else on the Bills front. Uh, you know, if I'm forgetting something, I apologize. But to me, that was kind of the main things that I wanted to talk about. The Tavon Austin signing and the Jordan Poyer, you know, going to camp to me, I guess. I guess both of those things, honestly, like aren't like huge things, at least in my opinion. It's like they're both, you know, the, the Tavon Austin signing is like, okay, whatever. And then the Jordan Poyer thing was kind of expected. So whatever, it happened. We'll move on. Um and we'll move on to the Sabres. So Sabres was a little bit more of an exciting kind of, I guess, past week and um, not anything huge in terms of trades, but the first trade was made um, for the offseason for the Sabres, and that is we took on the contract of Ben Bishop, goalie, Dallas Stars, who's been retired. Similar to what we did with Johnny Boychuk, I think this past year, at some point during the year, we traded for Johnny Boychuk, whose contract was on the Islanders, I believe, Basically, we need to, and, and again, you know, I say this maybe once an episode at least. I'm not a, cap, I'm not a cap guy. I'm not good with the salary cap. In hockey, I understand it a lot more than any other sport. In football, it makes no sense. Um, I was just trying to kind of break it down there with the Poyer and the Von Miller situation. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I, I understand it a lot more in hockey. And basically, we there's a certain amount of money that you have to spend to get to the cap floor and we're just not there yet as the Sabres. So we took on Bishop's contract and I guess it was for future considerations to the stars. And we also in return with the Bishop with Ben Bishop's contract, we got a seventh round draft pick in, I believe this upcoming draft. Now I think the story here 
and, and there's not really a story in general, but I think the main thing here is it's not it's not the fact of what happened. It's not the bitch. It's not the trade itself. It's more the reaction online by Sabres fans, which I just don't. I quite literally don't understand. And what I'm talking about is people. And, and I don't know if it's really overwhelming. I think there, it might be 50-50, but I think a lot of Sabres fans were kind of upset that we're taking on the contract and only getting a seventh-round pick to go along with it, which I don't know what they want. I don't know what Sabres fans freaking out, being like classic Sabres or or Adams was had, having such a good year, and now this is his first fault where he's taking on this contract and he only gets a seventh-round pick out of it. Like, they're telling you, they're telling you, you know, go overpay some of these other guys for the con- for to to get to the floor instead of paying or instead of taking on the contract. Like we have, we pretty much have like our, our roster set for next year, barring a few like moves that maybe like put us over the top or there. You know, a lot of people want to pay fifteen million million dollars to like a goalie free agent this offseason and just have him for one year because we have that money to spend. Like. I kind of get where you're at, but like, first of all, why are you? It's not that big of a deal. Second off, the goalie, the goalie argument. Like, why are you trying to rush the timeline here? Like, what are are we trying to win the cup next year? If you go out and pay Darcy Kemper, who by the way isn't even that good, he's proven it in this playoffs this past few weeks that he's honestly not that good playing in, in playing behind one of the best teams in the league and still giving up like six seven goals a game to the Oilers you want to go out and pay him 15 million dollars a year for what just so we can maybe squeak into the playoffs and or, or sorry not even squeak into the playoffs but maybe like finish like five six points higher than maybe if we would if we're just playing UPL the whole year like I, I don't get the point of going out and getting one of these goalies like what what's really the what's the end game there if you're just gonna like overpay for one year of a guy, it's not going to have any implications on the cap. I get that because it's only going to be one year thing. But what's really the benefit of having Kemper come in and play for one year? Um, it, there's no development there. There's no. There, there's not really any. I, I guess benefit to that. It's like it, to me, this isn't really a big deal. We're taking on Bishop's contract. We get a seventh round pick out of it. Like, yeah, would I have wanted a higher pick? Obviously, but that's probably not what we can get. So it's like to me, this is just a, a normal trade that's just kind of going down here at the beginning of the offseason. It's it's nothing more than that. And there's just always will be people out there who try to find the negative and stuff like this, where to me it doesn't make sense. It, it really doesn't. I don't know how you're gonna sit here and you know in June of the summer here and get mad about a Ben Bishop over the Sabers trade, um, with a seventh round pick for future considerations. It's it, it's like I don't know what you want. Um, I guess you're trying to say like save the money for something else, but it's like we we needed to get to the cap floor. Um, and and I don't know if you really have anyone else to go. Like who who for those people that are pissed, like who where do you want to go? Besides, I brought the one, um, the goalie the goalie example. Like I already debunked that theory, or at least I I already gave my opinion on that. Like where else would you want to spend this money? It, everybody else that is on the team pretty much is locked up. Like if I'm gonna pull up right now, I'll pull up the cap friendly of the Sabers. And I mean, you're not going to resign. Like, that's the other thing. Like we have like UFAs that like, you're just not going to resign and everybody else is already like locked up where it's like, you're not going to really pay them anymore. Um, I mean, you have Victor Olsen, who's an RFA that'll get figured out. But then you have Cody Eakin, John Hayden, Vinny Henestrosa, who are all UFAs, which I know some people want Henestrosa after the past few weeks of the last, uh, over the past, um, sorry, over the last few weeks of this, this past season, like I I'm fine with him walking, but I mean, you're not going to sign Cody Eakin, maybe Hayden, maybe Hinnestroza, but that's going to be low amounts of money to begin with. 
Will Butcher's a UFA. Colin Miller's a, U, a UFA. I'm not signing either one of those guys. You have Mark Pissick, who's a UFA. You want to sign him as maybe a sixth, seventh defenseman? Sure, but he's not going to be a lot of money. Um, you got you know Craig Anderson, who I know that's a, a whole other topic, but it's like, I don't know. The people that are getting mad about taking on a $5 million cap hit from Ben Bishop, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, and there's just way too many people that were way too mad about it. It's like, it just doesn't make any sense. So that's the Ben Bishop trade. We took on his contract, big whoop, got a seventh round pick out of it. We'll move on. Um, but speaking of goalies on that topic of goalies, the last bit of news here for the podcast that I'll be talking about, which I think is probably the most important thing that came out this past week, the most exciting thing, in my opinion, as a Buffalo fan, as a Sabres fan especially, is that the the Sabres have announced that they will be retiring Ryan Miller's jersey into the rafters, number 30, inducted in the Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame, I believe, or the Buffalo Sabres Hall of Fame. I don't know. I could, don't quote me on that part of it, but they will be retiring his jersey this upcoming season. Um, and to me, this is awesome. To, to me, I mean, I know that if I had to, maybe I'll look it up right now, but I think the, the Sabres, what, they have, what, maybe like four or five jerseys retire, retired right now? Um, let me look that up as I, you know, talk about Ryan Miller, but Sabres jersey retirement, Sabres retired jerseys. Um, okay, so Miller's the eighth player, so I was kind of way off there. Sabres the eighth player, that will be... Uh, retired along with Hashik, obviously. So he's the second goalie behind, behind Hashik, whose jersey will be retired as a Saber. Um, Rick Martin, Gilbert Perot, Rene Robert, the French Connection, all have their jersey retired. Pat Lafontaine, Danny Gare, and Tim Horton are the other ones who have their jerseys jerseys retired as well. Um, but Ryan, Mill- I mean, this is this is a this is awesome. I think. I mean, this guy is probably he, he's a top two in my opinion, top two. U.S. born goalie of all time. I believe he leads. He has the most wins out of any U.S. born goalie. Um, and this is all. And, and the stuff I'm saying right here about U.S. born goalies, like that's a that's a National Hockey League thing. That's not even a specific to the Sabres thing. Like this guy is a great goalie of all time, let alone a Sabres goalie of all time. And he was basically a pivotal part to us making those playoff runs back in the 2000s. I mean. Not basically, he was. He he came up through Rochester, which was really cool also. Like he's been in the Sabres system since the get-go, right? He was drafted by the Sabres in nineteen ninety-nine, round five, 138th overall, and he just was a beast. He, I think that's the coolest part about it is that he was a homegrown kid to come through the Sabres organization. Um he's played seven hundred and ninety-six career games. I mean, I'm just looking at his hockey DB here. He played Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight full seasons for the Sabers. Actually, nine full sa- full seasons because the the first season that he played for the Sabers, he only played two games for the Amherst, and then like five seasons before that, he was bouncing through the Rochester between the Amherst and the Sabers. Um, he's a Vesna Trophy winning goalie when he was on the Sabers. He it, he was incredible. He was incredible to watch. I mean, RJ calling his saves Miller time. Um, like I was a young guy watching those Sabres teams. Right. And I talk about it a lot, how I'm only 26 years old right now. But so, so back in those days, it was, I was just kind of becoming a Sabres fan and a Buffalo sports fan in general. But I remember watching those teams with a Fennegan and Briere and Drury and, and Miller was the backbone. And 
if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have went on those runs. I remember when he got traded to the St. Louis Blues in 2013-2014 season. I was rooting for the Blues to go on and win the Cup so he could get one. It was the complete opposite of an Eichel situation, right, where Eichel gets traded. We all hate him. This is where Miller gets traded because he was kind of towards the tail, not even the tail end of his career because he still played a ton more after that, but it was, you know, the last year of a Sabres contract. It's like, let's go get this guy a Cup for him, trade him to a good team. Obviously, it didn't work out for him. Um, but he was a stud and he was also just a class act off the ice. I think that's the other big, big thing about it. You know, when they, when they brought him back to Buffalo to announce that his Jersey was going to be retired, uh, you could tell the emotion was getting to him. You could tell how much it meant to him. Um, I mean, he, he would, he will go down as a Buffalo Sabre. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, and he's still after his Sabres career. I remember when he left the Sabres, as I just said, he went to the blues after he went to the blues, he went to the Canucks and then the ducks. Like after the Sabres, I thought like, like, damn, like he's going to have his chance with the Blues and that his his career is kind of over. I, I was a little bit younger back then and maybe a little bit naive, but I mean, he went and played a ton more hockey after that, a true professional. And up to his last year, when, after he retired with the Ducks last year, 2020-2021 season, he was a really, really good goalie. Like, he never really tapered off. He, he was as solid as they come. He was more of a backup towards the end of his career, but he still just got the job done. Um... And then the uh, the last thing about Ryan Miller that I'll never forget is the well, what year was that? The twenty two thousand uh, was it two thousand ten Olympics maybe or, or whatever Olympics that was when they lost the the U S lost to Canada in the gold medal game when Crosby scored that OT winner five hole on Ryan Miller. In that Olympics, obviously they lost the gold medal game in overtime and it was heartbreaking. It sucked to watch and. I could be way off on if it was 2010 or what it was, but you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. He was the best player in those Olympics by far. He was the best player out of any team, out of any guy who played in that Olympics. He was carrying the U.S. Olympic team to that gold medal game. And it was a tough goal to let in, you know, to Crosby, but I mean, he was an unbelievable player in that Olympics. Um, So you have that added to the resume as well. But to me, this is a no-brainer. I know I saw some people on Twitter uh, maybe disagree with the call to to retire Ryan Miller's number. I love it. I mean, him and Miller, or sorry, him and Hashik, best two goalies in uh, Buffalo Sabres franchise, not even close, right? And yeah, I think it was the right move to see his number in the rafters. Uh, you know, we'll remember remember him forever as a as a great Buffalo Sabres goalie. So shout out to Ryan Miller. Um, huge congrats to him and. Uh, a huge thank you to everything that he's done for the Sabres and basically everything that he, you know, accomplished throughout his hockey career because he was an absolute stud, absolute beast in net to watch. And, um, you know, I wish we could have won a cup with one of those teams because we were absolutely loaded. If it wasn't for the freaking injuries in 2006, right, we would have probably gone on to win that that uh, that cup. But anyway, shout out to him again. As I said, Ryan Miller's jersey retirement. Um, completely agree with it on this end. And I believe Ethan does as well. If he was on the podcast, he would probably agree with everything I just said. Um, he was, he's a little bit older than me too. So he probably remembers his games a lot more than I would. Um, so yeah, that's a really cool thing and look forward to that, that, that game next year where that kind of ceremony goes down and, you know, I'm sure he'll be in attendance and it'll be a big thing, which would be really cool. Um, but I think that kind of wraps up this episode again. A little bit more of a solo episode uh, by me here. It, you know, it's definitely a little bit different. It's definitely weird sitting here just talking to a microphone without having any feedback from Ethan or anybody else on another side. Like, I kind of feel like a 
psycho just sitting in my room here recording this and talking out loud to no one. But, you know, the show goes on. Um, like I said, I wanted to get another episode recorded here and not kind of leave the leave the, the people in the dust here. But if you're if you're tuned in, if you're tuned in for this this long, I really appreciate it. Whether you're listening to us on our feed or the Built in Buffalo feed, wherever you are, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, again, you know, hit us up with any topics you want for snake drafts. We like to have fun with it. Different categories. You know, you can even you know tell us a category and tell us what each pick has to be. Um, you know, like for example, how we did the golf one, right? We did the topic was who do you want to play, in, you know, golf with in terms of Buffalo sports, but you had to have one, you know, current saber, one current bill, and then one Buffalo sports figure, you know? So give us a topic, give us what each pick has to be, stuff like that. We'd love to do it. Um, but other than that, thank you for tuning in. Go Bills, go Sabres as always. And we will talk to you next time. Peace.